You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I... Already tired. Shirtwear. Okay. Mustache grower. Excuse me? Man with eyes. Pardon? Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to my friend... Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Hmm. Apparently doesn't have eyes. Huh? You didn't say you had eyes. What does that mean? I said man with eyes for my own description. But yeah, well, I don't say a lot of the things so that you say because they're not abnormal I qualities that should be boasted about. They're just you regular things. You've bragged about taking out the garbage. That's very valiant. Everybody does that. That's chivalry. It's not chivalry. It's a thing we do. You, you, you have a cat, right? Yeah. And you empty its litter box, you take out the garbage in your house? Yes. You're, that's chivalry. Okay. Well, look, as long as I'm included, I guess it's cool. I just saw you fighting with your cat, and it was very disturbing. <laughs> well, look, we, you know, I mean, we have a very... Look, nothing. <laughs> God, do you want to look at a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Is Dave okay? Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. 1604. Jeez. Whoa. Turning back the clock. What's with the explosions? The Dodgers one. No, that was over ages ago. Oh, we don't stop celebrating around here. <laughs> King Henry IV of France granted the first charter for the country of Acadia, Canada. Okay. And other lands in New France. Okay. It was a 10-year fur trade monopoly given to Pierre Dugois, who was a friend of the king and a soldier. Okay. Protestant noblemen were also on board because they thought it would, quote, solidify the friendship already begun with the uh, Mi'kmaq Indians. Okay. Teach the savages Christian principles. Mm, okay. Can I start? When can I start flagging things? <laughs> can I start now? Is it too early to throw a flag? <laughs> and quash English claims to the region. Okay. I've while, got some flags to throw. Uh-huh. While take nothing from the coffers of his majesty. Okay, all so, right, so it's a pro-France move. If I can just say, coming in hot. Yeah, spicy. He has notes. Yeah. Somebody's got notes. In the summer of 1605, Pierre uh, sailed into the Bay of Fundy, located between... Oh, Fundy. Fundy. It's time for me to make all the Native Americans uh, Christian. <laughs> this will be easy. Uh, it's located between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, east of Maine, in an area known as Acadia. Acadia. The Mi'kmaq supported a small group of French settlers during the first winters. So the, they were they were like, hey, you guys are here. We're here. Let's work it out. Totally down with the program Native Americans. They're like, all right, well, you're here. Yeah. We're not going to let you die. Right. So they help them out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I it, it is always, uh, it, it's like they say nice guys finish last. Yep. Nice cultures get this killed. Is, uh, yeah. They traded. And it's uh, normally by a certain race, and I would never call out which one it is. But say, there's a color. I'm going to say, why? There's why, a color. Why? There's a color. 
They traded food uh, for weapons and tools. Some French merchants and the Hatters Corporation of Paris started protesting the fur trade monopoly. The Hatters Corporation of Paris. The Hatters being... I think they're talking about making hats out of... Damn, what is it with hats? (laughs) Out of beavers. What? I mean, honestly. They're hats. Look, hats... We didn't know this when we started out on this journey. Hats are probably the most important thing. It's just crazy. It's (laughs) everywhere. In our history. Beaver hats. Uh, So they started protesting the monopoly that he had set up. And then Henry IV abruptly revoked uh, the charter in 1607. Okay. So it's revoked. So he he bails. Yeah. There's no more monopoly. Okay. This caused the navigator of the trip, Samuel de Champlain, to then claim a site which would become Quebec instead. So he ups and fucking bails. Okay. He's like, I'm not hanging at Acadia if you're going to fucking fuck up our monopoly. And he ups and takes off. So he just goes to Quebec and claims it? Yeah. Okay. He left Acadia, quote, orphaned with the settlers there. So he just bails on the settlers. It was about uh, 40 families at this point. Oh, my God. Many of the original settlers of Acadia were Catholics. Okay. They were from villages in a large marshland in western France, and they were, quote, convinced that equipped only with an ox, a tiny spade, a pitchfork, they could exclude the world's highest tides from the Bay of Fundy to farm on the land. Is this a riddle? <laughs> so if I recall correctly, the Bay of Fundy has, uh, like, super high tides, if I... From my from my old, you know, when I studied the Earth. So uh, I'm not the college. only one who's familiar with the Bay of Fundy. Yeah, um, is it called the Bay of Fundy? Yeah, I think. Or it's Fundy. Fundy. Uh, so they thought that they could change it into farmland. During the 1640s and 50s, the Acadian colonists drained the marshes and built dikes or levees to keep the seawater out. Okay, so your point about the tides. And your point about the, le- the what they're what they're doing right now to prevent the seawater. Well, you don't know. You don't know where is, this is going to go. Is what I'm going to call a two flag puzzle. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. Mm-hmm. They used so ho- they really. They I mean they they are David taking on Goliath as far as nature and odds go. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, they're like, look, we have a wreck. Two potatoes, one ox. How could this not go right? Let's stop the water. You are, then what we need to do is try to make the potato fuck the cow. <laughs> huh? Then we get all the food. I think, I think Larry is We crazy. will make, no, listen, we make uh-huh. cheesy fries. Uh, uh, Poutine, uh, huh? We just get that potato to bang the cow, huh? Yeah. Whoo, you know what? How long since you eat? It's long time since I've eaten. <laughs> but I have been having sex with the cow. Okay. Let's put him in the log. Sorry. In the log. Where are you? Uh, yeah. Okay. In the log? Yeah. Uh. They used hollowed out logs for draining fresh water out with a tinned clapper valve at the end. So they did use the tin clapper? Yeah. Okay. To allow water to drain out, but then it would snap shut when the tide came up and went the other way. So they've created yeah, this device this. <laughs> where they hollow out a log and they put a a little uh, a metal valve on the end. Okay. So a when, stopper. So when water so water flows out, which they want, right? Right. 
And then when the salt water comes back in, because it's going the opposite direction, it snaps the thing shut. Wow. And water. So smart. Super fucking smart. Crazy smart. Good Lord. Can you imagine in that time if a dude showed you that? Yeah, you'd be like, what? Witch! Witch! Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you'd just be like, huh, so you got a really good brain, huh? Can you help me put on my pants? <laughs> A naked guy? <laughs> I got a new science project for you. Get my pants from wherever they are and put them on me. So they built uh, 10-foot-high levee walls. Eventually, they built 17 and a half miles of dikes with more than 30 drainage systems. Good Lord. Even though it was illegal, by, uh, according to both French and British law governments, the colony of Acadia traded with merchants in Boston in the 1600s. Okay. The Acadians were also friendly with the Mi'kmaq tribe, training and, and even marrying uh, some of them. Whoa. So they started, That's intermar- pretty they started intermarrying. Yeah, no, totally. In 1699, the French army commander in Acadia wrote uh, that the colonists were, quote, very productive, yielding each year a quantity of wheat, rye, peas, and oats, not only for the maintenance of families living there, but for sale and transportation to other parts of the it's country. Working? Yeah, they're fucking killing it. But the ease with which the Acadians construct their levees makes them lazy. Hmm. If the people were as industrious as the Canadians, they would in short time be very well off, but the majority work only when it is absolutely necessary. That's being said about who? The Acadians. Okay. So, so what, what he's saying is that they built the levees. And now they're and like, they we're cons- good. Yeah, they're like, we're good. We're going to spend, now we're going to spend our time enjoying life and this guy's like how come that i work it all the time that's it's like there's an american here who's now. wrong Him? i don't know yeah he's fucking wrong okay. this is why america's fucked because right. they're like why aren't you working 24 7 i don't see your hands bleeding yet solves the problem what else do you want from us As we the... are the only culture that got a potato to have intercourse with cows oh god back in the log huh back in the log i'll go back but uh, i'm not wrong log I get in my log because I want to be inside the log. Okay. I'm inside the log. As British and French fought over parts of North America, propaganda began to spread. Since the French had been fighting with Native Americans against the British, okay. it was assumed the Acadian were working with the Native Americans. Right, Wait, so it's so, uh, it's my friend's friend is an enemy kind of bullshit, okay, right? Okay, right. So, but, but they're with the Mi'kmaq. They're, they're with the Mi'kmaqs fighting... Yeah, but they're not so so the basic idea is since Native Americans in different parts of North America are fighting with the French right against the British. So right. they just colonists and British just assume well they're all fighting instead of realizing they're different tribes and they're doing different things. Right. And then they by association say the Acadians are part of that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um in 1706, Governor Dudley of Massachusetts was implicated in illegal fur trading with the Acadians. Okay. So he's fucking, so looks like he's swapping out some bad furs. Right. That's what, it, that's what the accusation is? He's not supposed to trade with them. And okay, it, so the it's, accusation like, it's like is, an arms deal, but furs. Yeah, it's furs. Right. The colony's council accused him of, quote, trade that put knives into the hands of those barbarous infidels to cut the throats of our wives and children. So they're not thinking good things about the Acadians right. at this point. In the end, also, the... don't you pine for the days when we were like, people will have knives. Yeah, oh, those, yeah. We need knife control. 
In the end, the governor was exonerated, but the Acadian fur trade scandal became the topic of rumor and innuendo in Boston. A British traveler wrote, The Acadians are the most innocent and virtuous people whom I have ever known or heard tell of in any history. They live in a state of perfect equality without distinction of rank in society. They are content with the simple mode of life, which they easily derive from the cultivation of their lands. They had no interest for loans of money or other property. They made their own clothing and were fond of black and red stripes down the leg. Oh, weird. <laughs> Bunches of ribbons and long streamers. Uh, okay, uh, we're good on the... Uh, don't, don't oversell. Don't talk past the clothes, <laughs> I was totally man. with you, but then don't you Don't talk gotta... past the clothes, pal. <laughs> you had to say hello on this one. Let's just... Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> They're great. They dress like freaks. They have capes. They use imaginary guns. <laughs> the men worked hard in planting and at harvest time. And the season when the levees were made uh, to be made or repaired, they were almost all entirely illiterate. They seemed always cheerful and lighthearted and on every occasion were unanimous. If any disputes arose in their transactions, they always submitted it to arbitration. Should we read a book? Uh, nah. No! Although I have seen cases of mutual reproach on returning from these decisions, you seldom, if ever, discovered among them any thought of malice or vengeance. Okay. So, so the these picture are the we people have, we should strive to be. These are the people we should, we should try to be. Right. right. So it'll be fine. And, but, and Dave, if memory serves, we're not them today. <laughs> Is that right? It seems not. Is that right? It's, well, we'll see. Let's okay. see how it plays out. I'm excited to figure this one out. In 1710, the Tory government in Britain sent a group to conquer Acadia. It was led by Samuel Vetch, a Scott adventurer who was involved in the trading scandal. So he was... Yeah. No, you're bloody like these. <laughs> no, look. Nobody's got to know about yeah. the ferry. Come it's on. It's all right. Just a, it's a secret between it's friends. Big old secret. Come on, Acadians. Come on, now. Nah. Come on. It's a special Acadian, isn't it? Get in here. Come on. He took possession of the town of Port Royal. Mine. And renamed it Annapolis Royal. That's right. Minor tweak, like a bar rescue. Yeah, you got to redo all your letterheads. Absolutely, just a minor tweak. Three years later, in 1713... I've got a marketing degree. After the War of Spanish Succession, a treaty gave Great Britain the right to, quote, all Nova Scotia or Acadia. Okay. That's kind of rude. In 1713... Aren't they supposed to be polite, the English? Uh, yeah, they're Sounds great. a bit forceful when, they, when me, did they ever? When did the Brit British ever do anything bad? No. Yeah. In the 1713 treaty, the Acadians were granted, quote, the liberty to remove themselves within a year to any other place. Oh, what a luxury. <laughs> That's the guy who hits on a girl at the bar who's like, I'm going to do you a favor and let you go out on a date with me. So get out. <laughs> If any decided to stay, they were to be subject to the So this kingdom. is like the sitcom plot where the dickhead comes in and wants to open a mall where the family lives. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, if any decided to stay, they were to be subject to the kingdom of Great Britain and to enjoy the free exercise of their religion as far as the laws of Great Britain allow the same. <laughs> that, it's so amazing to say... I allow you the freedoms that our laws will provide you. I allow you the freedom of doing what we say. You can do what we've decided is right. That, that's that, freedom. That'll work, won't it? These levees are going to have to come down. You won't get any seawater on your crops. <laughs> Good Lord, man. 
Surprised you've got so much corn. How will your food taste like shit? Good Lord, you've got a micmac here. You're supposed to be killing them, you foolish, foolish Acadians. What is happening? It's like there's a war happening. I think it's the Acadians. Do you really think that's not? Is that really Dodger Stadium? The game ended no, a long time. the game's got to be over. That's I, crazy. Might, that's like a war it might, zone. It might be a nuclear war. Or I guess it's not nuclear, but, you know, it might be a bunch of weaponry. So the treaty left several major <laughs> issues unresolved. Okay. The territory... Doesn't sound like much of a treaty. No, it's not great for the Acadians. The territorial boundaries of Acadia were still disputed. The colony sat between English and French forts. Questions remain... So they're right in the middle of English and French forts. Perfect. Questions remain about uh, if the Acadians could uh, sell their farms and buildings. So they don't even know... In so the, they're genuinely they like, do we get anything out of being Well, they didn't out of here? spell it out in the treaty. They were just like, you got to go. Like, no one took care of them. And the, the French didn't do shit. Just bad treaty men. Samuel Vetch wrote, the Acadians should be removed to Cape Brenton to help that colony. A new French colony in Canada tried to lure the Acadians. A French governor... Um, so they're just like a house plant? Well, you they're just like put them, put put them there. They'll help because of what they did with the land. They're sought after, like other colonies, like get them over here to help us. Right. Like they're free agents. Yeah, basically. Um, so the French governor said that life under the British would be harsh and that they should leave or they would be treated like slaves. The Acadians felt they had the right to the land and had no desire to move. It's a weird attitude. And declared themselves. Ooh. Neutral. There we go. That's yeah. a weird... What if we're like Switzerland? That is a weird... Uh, yeah. It's a great attitude. But it's just, again, the problem with war or force is the person or people who don't want to engage in it because of morality are the ones who get totally screwed over. Correct. So the idea that... I mean, that's the same thing we were saying about the Native Americans. When, you're, when your attitude is like, let's work it out, with a mentality that's like, let's get it all. Yeah. You know, there's just the, the yeah, nice guys finish last. It's almost like what's happening in America. Nice tribes finish last. Uh, none of this mattered because the Acadians were not allowed guns. Uh, from then on, the Acadians were known as the neutral French. Okay. The local native <laughs> tribe was not down with the treaty. They needed uh, the Scotsman to come in and give that a punch. All right. A delegate from the Micmac Indians said to a British representative, quote, I have my land that I gave to no one and will never give. I know the limits, and when someone wishes to live there, he will pay. Okay. So they're... Micmac said that? Yeah. Okay. So they're right. They're yes. like, yeah, no, yeah. this is my... You can't give yeah. away the place I live in. Yes. I mean... But Nova Scotia was a tough sell for new colonists. Many argued that having the Acadians stay there, uh, they would continue to improve the land. And some said the Acadians were a good buffer between the so Indians. So they're just like bees? Well, they're, yeah. I mean, anybody who it, fucking works to improve land, you're going to want it yeah, this time. Yeah, but it's amazing. That, the whole idea is but that. But it's just amazing to think like you're treating a group of people like they're fertilizer. Well, yeah, but look, the whole. the whole, And I get it. The whole reason for colonies is because you're, you're the England is becoming more urbanized. So you need places to grow more but, crops. But you know what else works? Replication. What, like... Doing what they're doing. What, the Acadians? Yeah. Yeah, but not everyone's good at it, as, as we've heard. Well, yeah, but you just... I mean, instead of just being like, we've got our super group. 
Just be like, oh, look. Oh, learn how to do it. They're a great society that just has no, no, no malice no. towards they're not, one another. And that's not what lived, they don't care yeah, about that. They just right. care about the land and growing food. Again. They don't care that they're a great society. No. They could, they could be slaughtering babies and they'd be like, look at the wheat they're making. Like, they don't give a shit. Well, I feel like we're not far from that. Um, so, uh, so some said the Acadians were a good buffer between the Indians. And if they left, the British would uh, be unable to remain there. So the British that had moved there, they kind of need the Acadians. The Acadians are a levy in their own way. <laughs> but Dave, yep. the Acadians no, are I a heard bit it. of a, a, a levy in I, their own I way. I got it. Okay. I think it's pretty yep. good. But the land that the Acadians had turned into nice farmland was seen for what it was. In 1720, the Nova Scotia British governor wrote of Acadia, this place might be made into the entire grain producers, not only of this province, but of the neighbor of the neighboring governments. A few months later, the secretary for the English Lords of Trade wrote to the governor, quote, if the Acadians depart, it will doubtless increase the power of France. This must not be. They must eventually be transferred to some place where mingling with our subjects, they will soon forget their language, their religions, and remembrance of the past and become true Englishmen. Ugh. That sounds beautiful. Uh, that's just I mean, a beautiful uh, that, That's sentiment. basically a cultural lobotomy. Yeah. I mean, it's also not fucking possible. Yeah. It is also pie in the sky, but it is also like, look, if we treat them poorly enough, they'll forget how to be good. Okay? <laughs> For the moment, we are too weak to undertake this deportation. Encourage them with any hopes you choose, provided you obtain the desired end, which is to prevent their departure. So lie. Uh, yeah. Lie. Lie, cheat, steal, kill. Everybody's doing it. Killer Mike. Is that true? Yeah. In June of 1737, 10 or 11 Micmacs armed with guns, hatchets, and knives forced their way onto a British ship, took 1,500 pounds in goods, then beached the ship. The captain of the ship begged the Acadian priest and 20 Acadians to help him find the Indian culprits. Okay, so a ship gets robbed. Yep. And he wants the he wants the Acadians to help him solve the crime. Yeah. Okay. So the Acadians go along, but quote, seem to joke and trifle with the Indians they met along the way. <laughs> so they're so just like <laughs> great from a distance. <laughs> yeah, they're just like they walk up to the Indians it, and they talk in their language and the guys like, "What's what are you guys?" Is it just me or are they awful friendly with it, the it, it, very, Indians? Very. Uh, yeah. Did they just do a handshake? Yes. They did a... What did they do? They went handshake, low grab, yeah. pull back, snap, fist bump, and then they brought themselves in for a hug. That's what I saw. I think the Acadians might be down. <laughs> I do. The Provincial Council ordered Acadian deputies to explain why they allowed the ship robbery to be committed and to demand restitution from the Micmac. Now, let's not forget... They're not allowed to have guns. Right. 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 Forgot uh, that. <laughs> if, Interesting. If they did not, the Acadians would be held liable for the loss. What? Uh, in July of 1744, after years of English-French skirmishes over territory and waterways, an English officer wrote, quote, that the Acadians had no ways 
joined the enemy and had helped repair the works the day before the attack. Because of our French inhabitants refusing to take up arms against us, we owe our preservation. So he's saying, yeah, they're fucking helping out. Right. What's the fucking deal? Also in 1744, William Shirley, the governor of Massachusetts, wrote that he had imagined torching an Acadian village, ripping the clapper valves from their drains to the bay, and ruining the grain fields from which the French received supplies of fresh provisions. Well, that's, that's a smart move. The province of Nova Scotia will never be out of danger, whilst the neutral French are allowed to remain. Uh, amazing that, I mean, as usual, the problem is the, the peace. <laughs> right, the problem <laughs> that, that, is the... That's the issue. Yeah. Uh, in 1748, census pegged the Acadian population at 12,500. Wow. What's good a, Lord. Over 100 years later. So they're still good. Yeah. I mean, look, they, they started with 40 certainly families. were plowing the fields. Oh, <laughs> you catch me all drift. I'm talking about sex. I got it. Oh. And things were not well between the ruling British and the Acadians. From the Boston Post, uh,. April 30th, 1750. The French neutral... Dude, Acadians getting fucked with. (laughs) That's the headline. The French neutral inhabitants seemed determined to leave the province rather than to take the oaths to his majesty. And it it has come nearly to a crisis that must determine the point with them. The bigotry of these Nova Scotians alone is a most sufficient motive to carry them from this place. If they actually leave us, their improvements to the land are so considerable as to make a number of fine settlements for those who replace them. So they're refusing to take the oath to the queen. Right. And that to these that no, apparently that is the fuck that is insane. That is always the thing. It's the, the you always got to just say that I mean, it's such a crazy thing. Yeah. To ask for... Well, that's why the... the shin... Say you love the queen. That's why the fucking... The, the guys from Ireland won't... They, yeah. They're not going to go oh, yeah. and, and do an oath to the queen, so they won't take their seats in Parliament yeah. because of it. Yeah. It still goes on, is what we're saying. So, Governor Charles Lawrence took control of Nova Scotia in 1753 and immediately hired a Massachusetts surveyor... Brit. ...to plan, yes, the removal of the Acadians. Gee, I Quote, mean, that is so crazy. So long as it get ca- the good out of here. So long, but it's not good. They don't care, right? But but you're focused on the fact that they're peaceful, but that's they don't give a shit. No, again, lie, cheat, steal, kill, win. Everybody's they want, doing it. They want the land. Yeah, but still, you know, I mean, it, the the there's something like people get outraged by non-reaction. Yeah, like they do. The, you know, when someone chooses pacifism, well, they hate it. They, it, 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 the aggressiveness gets amped up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, quote, so long as the Acadians control the chief farmland of our country in all water communication, Nova Scotia will never be secure. Morris's plan was pretty just simple. Just crazy. Just- Misinformation is just the sword we've always had. <laughs> Morris's plan was pretty simple. Destroy all the settlements by burning down all the houses, cutting the levees, and destroy all the grain growing. So he's just stupid? <laughs> Once that was done, then, quote, the Acadians will be transported. You needed to bring someone in for the plan? They know not where. Here's what I'm thinking. Let's burn everything. Yeah. And, um, dude, uh, yeah, we'll burn it all down. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, just, like, generally screw with them, you know? All right, here's your check. Thank you. 
In August 1st, 1754, Governor Lawrence wrote to the British Lords of Trade about the Acadians, alleging they were assisting the French and blaming the Catholic priests for it. 300 Acadians had been found at a French fort where they were supposed to be repairing nearby levees. They asked Lawrence for permission, but he had refused it, so they went anyway. Lawrence also said the Acadians had not been trading at the English markets for a long time, which was true because it wasn't harvest time, so they actually didn't have anything to trade. Still, he has every right to be angry. Right. Lawrence said they had the best land in the province, which could not be settled until the Acadians were gone. Quote, I cannot help being of the opinion that it would be much better if they refused the oath that they were anyway. So, But, but so, again, the total point miss with the reason the land is good is because they're there. It's not that they occupy the best land. It's that where they are, the best land is. Well, they did convert it, the land, so now... Technically, anybody could take over the land. For sure. Yeah. But but still, the the reason why it's good is because they were there. Yeah. It's not like it's like, oh, they just found the best plot. Right. In January 1755, the British attacked the French fort closest to the Acadians. After 10 days, the French lost and the British took over. A few months later, Acadian representatives were summoned before Lawrence in order to take the oath of allegiance to Britain. The Acadians, Acadians wanted to go home and talk to their people before they did this, but Lawrence denied that request. He then threatened all Acadians with deportation and then put the representatives in prison charged with being Catholic traitors. Well, that escalated a little quickly. <laughs> huh? Troops were then sent uh, secretly into Acadian villages, so they sent in spies. Uh, to, to appear to be Acadian? I'm not sure. It just said they were sent into Acadian villages, so I assume that they, they may be traitors or people that just, oh, okay, like... Right, right. Um, and orders were given to prevent any uh, Acadians from escaping. In early July 1755, Lawrence took a great number of cattle from the Acadians, which were all, quote, fatted and ready for the French fleet upon its arrival. So now they're just taking shit. Like, yeah. well, the French will take these cows yeah. and eat them. yeah. Then on uh, July 31st, uh, Lawrence announced the deportation of the Acadians, saying they were, quote, the entrenched enemies of our religion and cannot safely be sent to Canada. Vessels have been hired to convey them to the colonies and disperse them from Georgia to New England. So they're just now going to send them to America. Yeah. Another British commander wrote, quote, they have ever been our secret enemies and have encouraged our Indians to cut our throats. If we can accomplish this expulsion, it will have been one of the greatest deeds the English in America have ever achieved. Oh, God. In that, August, transport ships were hired. I don't hired. even know what it sounds like, but it's familiar. <laughs> in August, transport ships were hired. Thomas Hancock, brother of John Hancock, supplied the ships. Cool. And the assault on Acadia began. September 14th, 1755, newspaper report. 400 forces had been at an Acadian village called La Jour and burned 170 or so houses. Another village, the British forces burnt several houses there, but when they tried to set the church on fire, they were attacked by a number of French and Indians between four or 500, who killed and took 24 of our men prisoners. Oh, nice, nice. At an old fort, 500 heads of families of the neutrals were taken, together with their families, amounting to about 2,500. Okay, well, okay. 
Not great. A major fry landed at another village, but discovered all the Acadians had fled except for 25 women and children who were taken prisoner and put aboard transport ships. Cool. The next morning, the troops set fire to the buildings and burnt down 18 houses and barns, then burnt down the church. Didn't they want this land? They're just burning the they're just burning the buildings. The buildings. The land's fine. The land's fine. Okay. A Colonel Winslow captured fifteen hundred neutrals. Twenty six of the Acadians dug out of Fort Lawrence in the night and escaped. They joined the French, who it was believed were five hundred strong. While all this was going on, another colonel sailed the harbors, creeks, and rivers, destroying every French vessel, boat, or canoe he could find to prevent any Acadians from escaping. Any abandoned Acadian village he came across, he burned. A British soldier wrote about what he witnessed. Oh, God. Quote, melancholy indeed. Had you seen them as I did and witnessed the distress of that poor people when compelled to see their dwellings given to the flames, themselves reduced in one day to the situation of paupers from a state of plenty, their husbands and wives, parents and children separated and put into different vessels. Okay, now I know what it sounds like. We... <laughs> Now I've got it. What's that? Yeah. It's... We were told they were the greatest set of white <sighs> savages that ever existed. A more peaceable, harmless, and even pious set of p- persons never existed. So Get the them sol- out! The soldiers are like, wait, I thought they are supposed to be bad. So in other words, a uh, culture of humans who provided a lot of good mm-hmm. were told to get out because spoiled people were convinced that they were the enemy via propagandist uh, behavior. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, Dave, like we always say, I'm glad we've learned. To most Acadians, the attack came as a surprise. They were hastily put on board boats carrying only what they could grab. In one area, 4,000 people removed, 400 houses, 500 barns burned, 200 steer, cow, calves, horses, 600 horses, 12,000 sheep, 800 pigs confiscated. The estimates of the deportation vary from 6,000 to 7,500 people. They were taken to the colonies. Three ships full of neutrals arrived in Boston. Massachusetts would get around 2,000 of the Acadians. Boston newspapers wrote of, quote, the horrid butcheries and cruel murders committed by the hands of savage Indians instigated by more than savage Catholic priests. Wait, so they're... They're blaming... they're, They're against them as well and blaming the Native Americans for... They're blaming the Native American savage behavior on the Catholics, the Catholic Acadians. Priests and Jesuits have long enjoyed free access to the neutral French, making the Acadians the chief instruments of alienating all of the Indians. I mean, why? (laughs) Why? Because they're a blank slate. I know. They're just quiet. You can just put whatever you want on them. I mean, this this is literally like attacking the Amish. (laughs) This is like invading Amish country. A little bit, yeah. Oh, we're fine over here. Yeah, get out! We don't want you here anymore. Quote, Catholicism guarantees its adherents, uh, uh, adherents a degree, a high degree of happiness in heaven if they were to lose their lives in the execution of their villainies. The Acadians are as likely as not to blow up our powder house or set fire to the town. Uh, so neutrals... Based is, on their violent history. At this point, neutrals, they're using as a mock, in a mocking way. Neut- right. Neutral... 
they're they're so against you not choosing sides that they they've labeled a, you the problem. Neutral is a neutral is an issue. Yeah. Right. On the 19th and 20th of November, 1755, three ships arrived in Philadelphia. One was ordered to keep sailing. The governor of Pennsylvania wrote to the governor of Massachusetts, quote, two vessels arrived here with upward of 300 from Nova Scotia, who Governor Lawrence has sent to remain in this province, and I am at a very great loss to know what to do with them. Pennsylvania had no military force of any kind, and the people were very concerned about having what they considered to be enemies living all over the place. They worried the neutrals would gather information and then go join the French to fight against the colonies. And they worried about the Catholic allegiance and that they could join with Irish and German to cause trouble. The governor of Pennsylvania put guards on each ship and ordered the neutrals should be provided with provisions. But since the crown had ordered it, the crown had to pay for it. The chief magistrate in New Jersey wrote to the Pennsylvania and Massachusetts governors, quote, I am truly surprised how it could ever enter the thoughts of those who had control of the French neutrals or rather traitors to the crown of Great Britain to direct any of them to these provinces provinces where we have already too great a number of foreigners for our own good and safety. I just can't get over people at this time <laughs> saying that just, foreigners, I mean, clearly they just think they're British, but Jesus, you're in another country, asshole. I know. Uh, but, it's like that Louis C.K. joke. I, I, a white guy could go to Africa and say, I'm the only, I'm the only majority here. Yeah. Like, that's totally, yeah. like, it's crazy. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> I entirely agree that these people would readily join with the Irish Catholics to ruin and uh, destruction of the king's colonies. Should any of them try to leave here, I shall do all in my power to crush any such attempt. Good God. I mean, from ultimate freedom. (laughs) Right. They were living the fucking life. Yeah. Literally two months ago, they were living the life. On November 24th, the governor of Pennsylvania addressed the assembly and told them he did not think it was safe to allow the Acadians onto shore. What have they done? <laughs> they've done nothing. Yeah, but the propaganda is, the prop- exactly, is that they're that, savages. Yes, but they've done nothing. They have done nothing. Uh, that same day, Pennsylvania got a grant of 5,000 pounds from England to be used for common safety. This is, the assembly voted to take care and protect the neutrals. So they got paid off. Okay. The people worried. A gentleman wrote a letter in the Pennsylvania Gazette, quote, may God be pleased to give us success against our copper-colored cannibals and French savages equally cruel and treacherous in their natures. Just no connection no. to reality. But that, so it's never mattered. Reality has never really mattered. What? It's never really mattered what the reality is. What matters is what is the Perceived. talking point that gets the most rile out of folk the acadians asked the governor assembly to give them permission to leave or to be sent to france or any french colony can we do uh, literally what we like to call anything else is that possible we begged to be allowed to join our own nation the governor was having none begging of it. to just go home they just want to go anywhere uh our wives and children be suffered to perish before our eyes how grievous this will be had we not better have died in our own native land. Uh, The governor of Pennsylvania had the French neutrals dispersed around to other counties. In South Carolina, they were uh, were really not down with the neutrals. Quote, they are insolent rascals, talk in a high voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just 
they just throw in this weird I random. Know. It's they're high talkers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It just they, I mean, it's the. I mean, it's it's almost Trumpian. Because it's very, like, the way he would, like, Little Marco or whatever he'd call him, you know? he just, like, he just hit you with a haymaker, and you'd yeah. be like, wait, what? They're no. little squealers, yeah. these ones. Oh, you know what I call them? Mouse people. <laughs> uh, Walking around with their high-pitched squeaks begging for cheese. So... Fromage, they call it. They talk in a high voice. They call themselves subjects of the French king. Why no? I'm not an Acadian. What made you think that? <laughs> they declare they were neutrals and admit they were found in a French fort. They say they will settle here if we allow them such privileges as they require, particularly the public exercise of their Catholic religion so, and their priests. So they, uh, part of the issue, too, is that they, you know, like, people who you know for sacrifice won't give up their beliefs and right. like they're still hope no, so like well no i'm no, Catholic yeah, I'm and, neutral so yeah i'm yeah, Catholic I am neutral and, yeah that's who i am right the south carolinians were also very upset that now the that Acad- i'm thinking about it what doesn't this sound like they're <laughs> very upset that the acadians would not take the oaths of allegiance which made them view the neutrals with even more suspicion for years, the people of South Carolina have been reading sensational news articles about French and Indian fighting up north because their governor had ordered the press not to print stories of local bloody Indian conflicts. All right. Since they needed good bloody stories to tell, they wrote about the neutrals. Oh, God. <laughs> God, what a screw job. I, I wish... I mean, this I is... I wish... You, it wouldn't... Uh, it's cool that fake news is new, though. This is just the first time we've had it. One legislator was worried the neutrals would start working with local Native Americans and get them to fight with the French. Others worried Catholic Acadians would find accomplices in African Catholic slaves and talk them into running away to Spanish Florida, which would lead to an invasion by the French. Oh, my God. Or, quote, generally annoy the province. Uh, Don't annoy uh, us. At the same time, South Carolina. It's hurting, Dave. <laughs> At the same time, South Carolinians didn't want the uh, to starve the Acadians. So the idea of having hundreds of starving to death people clogging the Charleston port is what eventually led officials to bring the neutrals ashore. Uh-huh. They were lodged in barracks, and those able to work were indentured. The governor was displeased with their Frenchness. Quote. <laughs> Although these men are his majesty's subjects and native-born, their behavior has revealed that the Acadians as a whole remain audaciously French. The note is that they're French? Audaciously French. Offensively French? That's the note? Yeah. They're really, really French. They're so ridiculously French. Look. I think the point remains they're just a bit too bloody French. In Georgia, 200 Acadians arrived. Legislators legislators moaned about their attachment to France, their ridiculous desire to remain Catholic, their refusal to take... If they start changing French fries to freedom fries in this episode... They don't have them yet. Thank God. And and their refusal to fight against... uh, Britain when they lived in Nova Scotia. That can't be right. Against French. Uh, Maryland was a colony founded as a haven for English Catholics. 
Four ships with about 900 arrived at the end of November, and Maryland papers asked Christians to lend assistance to the Acadians who needed compassion. Okay. So it turns out in a place where it's just Catholic people, right. it's fine. Interesting. Uh, that's weird. God. But, uh, you know, if we, uh, if, if we just could accept difference... Yeah, it's not a good hat. I don't I mean, know what you're talking God about. God damn. Just shut it. Think about it. Yeah, you're an animal. Think about it, you're man. You're an animal. Can I touch you? No. Lose the shirt. Lose the top, like you were saying. So naturally, this Maryland situation was upsetting to people in Pennsylvania. A representative noted that... How quote, does that affect your... I mean, the only reason is that you're like, they'll come here soon. Okay, keep going. Representative noted that, quote, the Roman Catholic neutral French are allowed in the neighboring province of Maryland. He went on to say it would be impossible since they enjoyed the privileges of free men to detect them if they traveled into Pennsylvania. I guess it's just, as we know, it's all fear-based. Keep going. Often Germans traveled out of Maryland and they were not examined, just allowed to pass. (laughs) Well, well, well. In... Nova Scotia, Governor Lawrence wrote a letter to other governors that he, quote, rejoiced that the deportees could not easily collect themselves together again, thus ending their ability to do any mischief. And they did have a hard time, uh, quote, collecting themselves. In the Boston Gazette, advertisements were printed as Acadian families tried to find each other. Men looking for their wives, families looking for their children because they had just been put on separate boats and sent to different colonies. Man. Based on Lawrence's comment, this sounds purposeful. Can you imagine that? Uh, honestly, like the, the the I like the the idea that and I mean this is yeah, it's, it still happens, but but the idea that in a split second you're going to get put on something and if you don't if you're not near your family, you'll never see them again. Or even if you were near them, they might have put you on a different boat. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, you, you could get thrown... I mean, it... This is... Ev- <laughs> Some neutrals... This neut- is applicable to nine different things. Some neutrals had made their way to Barbados. In April 1756, a fire broke out in Bridgetown in a store, setting off a larger fire, which burnt between 70 and 80 houses and killed some people. Blacks or the Acadians were suspected, so a continual watch and patrol were constant in the town. Well, I'm sure it was fair and just. In Charleston, South Carolina, a group of uh, male Acadians escaped. One or two were captured, while 30 made it away. Five or six of them went to the plantation of Mr. John Williams, and while he was away from home, terrified his wife, stole firearms along with clothes, money, and some goods. So they just needed stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the, but again, she I was mean, terrified that, just because they were there. Yeah. And again, I mean, like, that, you know, that that's theft out of total necessity yeah. after having the rug pulled out from under you, which is different than just stealing. Uh, locals tracked the group into a swamp where they lost the trail. Naturally, everyone was very concerned. In Charleston, they They're said... They're becoming swamp Acadians! This is More the, torches, gentlemen! This is the origin story of Swamp Thing. This is Swamp Thing. Yeah. In Charleston, they said that, uh, they watched the Acadians closely using their militia, a hired watch, as well as private soldiers. The neutrals were beginning to settle in a remote village, and 78 had married Native Americans and had children. Okay. So they're fucking out. They're like, okay, let's yeah. go way out here and yep. get back to our life. Hey, you know who we like? The other neutral people. Obviously, this was very, very concerning. Oh, no. They're making peace bots. Quote, this new colony is likely to become exceeding populous in a few years. 
Oh, boy. Scores of other Acadians got into canoes and left for Virginia. They had passports from the South Carolina governor, but the Virginians were not down. When they arrived there, word went out that Virginia was thinking of sending them to England. Okay. In Massachusetts, Acadian families went, uh, sent small, uh, were sent to small towns around the colony and put under charge of the local, quote, overseers of the poor. Village authorities were expecting uh, to be reimbursed from, for their expenses by the provincial government. In turn, Massachusetts expected to be reimbursed by Nova Scotia. Oh, great. And Nova Scotia was hoping to be reimbursed by Great Britain. And Ponzi was invented. <laughs> but none of that happened because Nova Scotia never sent any money, and then they never asked for any money. And so Massachusetts never got any money, okay. so the little towns never got any money. Oh, great. That's what we call trickle-down. That that led to people in Massachusetts being furious. Mm -hmm. The neutrals were under constant suspicion. In the town of Needham, the council protested the number of French they had received was out of proportion. Pretty funny that in a town of Needham, they didn't want them. (laughs) One of the village's 13 Acadians had gone to Philadelphia and returned with his destitute wife and demanded support. Okay. Thomas Hancock sent a boat to have a group of neutrals in one village shipped down to North Carolina where no one wanted them. Good Lord. Uh, the boat landed in May 1756, but the Acadians... Uh, sorry, the boat was to be launched in May 1756, but the Acadians overpowered the crew and then came ashore by force. Nice. Hancock kept trying to get them back on board, but the efforts were futile. Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, you now have created a violent class. You've now created what you want. Uh, in you, one yeah, yeah. yeah, in one Massachusetts town, the 20, uh, 20-ish-year-old daughters of Claude Bourgeau turned scraps of wool the family had managed to save from their home in Nova Scotia into clothing that they could sell. Uh, well, I don't like the sound of this one bit. That offended a few of the town's inhabitants. I don't like what they're selling wool. They're selling wool. Next thing you know, they're knocking on doors trying to sell it. Next thing you know, they're inside having a meal. Next thing you know, your daughter's pregnant with a neutral. (laughs) Won't even be a boy or a girl. It'll be an in-between neutral baby. The townspeople burst into their home, ripped the young women out of their parents' arms, and hauled them off. When the father found his daughters and brought them home, the town responded by cutting off the family's supply of food. I will say that when that started with cutting off, (laughs) I got very worried that heads was going to be soon. In Hanover, after two weeks of working, not getting paid, and only being given uh, uh, food of, quote, bad quality on the farm of John Bailey, Acadian brothers Charles and Nicholas... Come on, guys, come and eat your oats. Brew complained... Slop in the Acadians. Come on, guys, slop time. The brothers complained to the authorities in Boston. Okay. A few days later, quote, 20 men of menacing dispositions burst into their home, tied them up, placed their elder parents in a cart, and wheeled them off to an unknown place. Sorry, they're... (laughs) I mean... They just... Sounds like an Uber. They just took their parents. Just put the parents in a cart and, like, put them at a farmer's market stand? They never saw them again. You don't cart chase? Don't complain about the food. I don't think they're allowed to cart chase, to be fair. Fair. That's an even more... that, That makes that more painful. Another Acadian, after working two months in a small Massachusetts town, uh, received 
three rolls of old cloth, two pounds of dried cod, and one pound of pork fat. He protested and, quote, found himself pursued by the overseer of the poor armed with a poker, who, although he did not make good on his promise to kill him like a frog, nevertheless dispensed a beating that caused the Acadian to spit blood for the rest of the day. That's the overseer of the poor. Wait, that's the... But overseers are terrible, right? In this case, think overseer of the poor is just supposed to take care of the poor people. Genuinely They're not supposed to beat them. Genuinely an actual overseer that is now beating them? Yeah. In Wilmington, Acadian... What does the enemy do? Oh, yeah, that's... No, it's not good. No. Uh, in Wilmington, Acadian John Labrador's seven children lived in a house, quote... They're which, all dogs! Which has neither door nor roof. Well, that's okay. Then they're not dogs. He compl- no roof. He complained when the home flooded during a storm, but the town councilor advised him to, quote, build a boat and navigate in it. That- so he was given walls. <laughs> That's not a home. Well. That's a cubicle. <laughs> In Lancaster, an Acadian father apprenticed a son to a local carpenter to try to earn extra money, and the carpenter, quote, Instead, gave the boy black and blue bruises on the arm, or rendering it unusable for oh a month. God. O- others in the town grew tired of what they considered the Acadians' freeloading. They evicted a family from a house. Quote, Local toughs tore the crippled wife from her bed and tossed her into a cart, aggravating injuries she had received in Nova Scotia. Who's carting? There's a lot of carting happening. Carting is... Carting is a thing. I mean... They're carting more than bouncers at bars. In June, seven boats of Acadians were allowed to leave Georgia and South Carolina. They went to uh, New Jersey. Their council had been called to decide. <laughs> Did they get to Jersey and they were like, uh, not this one. No, let's keep going. Uh, we're desperate for land and uh, life, but uh, it looks like a bit of a toilet. No, no. Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yes. Uh, their council. You'll w- take the oath to Snooky. <laughs> their council had been called to decide what to do with them. In July 12th, they sailed on. July uh, 26th, uh, the Boston Evening Post, quote, A few days ago, we learned about uh, 90 French neutrals arrived near Cape Cod. They were first sent to Georgia, but they uh, were not liking the country, and the country not liking them. They had been allowed to coast it along from one government to another until at last they are come to an additional trouble and charge to this province. A letter printed in the Boston Gazette reframed it, quote, 80 French neutrals came to town yesterday, having pleasured along the coast from Georgia. Oh, well. Well, it must be nice to hit land after that much vacation. Was it a Disney cruise they were on? Was it Carnival? Oh, we have to leave the ship? Oh, but luxury. It's so fun to sit in the oh, ship and not eat. Come on. I mean, by day we eat lobster. At night we have my ties and watch stand-up comedy. In New York, they were stopped, and their canoes were taken by order of the governor. Cool. They were sent to different parts of the province. Good Lord. On September 13th, 13th the governor of I New like York... I 13th. I think 13th, we can stick with that. The governor of New York said the Acadians who had tr- uh, tried to get back to Nova Scotia, uh, that that would be a disaster, and he would do everything in his power, and required everyone in the province to do everything in their power to keep the Acadians from leaving. Okay. And to keep an eye out for any passing through heading north. Okay. Uh, October 1756, a Pennsylvania bill was passed to take care of the old, sick, and maimed. And also, if Acadian parents could not support their children, they would be bound out as servants. Oh, my God. So, slaves. (sighs) 
In Savannah, Georgia, Acadians became useful to the colony as they were employed to make oars, hand spikes, and other items for ships. Um, A British traveler wrote, The outside of Savannah, I am very much affected to see such a number of distressed French people surrounded with large families and helpless infants. The refugees should be given a bit of land. A garden might enable them to obtain a more comfortable support. So they're just—it's just like classic refugees. Yeah. In Virginia, the legislature I mean, just no rights. Nothing. <laughs> just fucked. Which is uh, still anyway. Uh, in Virginia, the legislature and governor negotiated and reached an agreement to support the Acadians out of the governor's household budget. Oh my god! What? <laughs> I mean, uh, I can see no redeeming value in Acadian labor. Oh my God! The, f- the neutral French give a general discontent to the people here, as they are bigoted Catholics, lazy, and of a contentious behavior. Uh. The settlers grow troubled in regard to the Acadian. My values are better. I become alarmed for fear of them debauching our Negroes. Wait, who? What? The governor. He said that he was afraid that they would. Debauches Negroes. I I mean, you just... Everyone's got something they're concerned about. uh, You know what I mean? uh, Everyone has a thing that they're like, well, I hope that doesn't happen. Think of that's your problem. (laughs) I'm worried about my slaves mingling. Uh, that fear led to the government putting the Acadians on boats where they lived in a Virginia harbor. Can we just say that they're basically aquatic at this point? They're, they're not. I mean, they're living like Waterworld. So they're put on boats, boats where they lived in a Virginia harbor during oh. the winter of 1756. Oh. oh, my God. What? The government prevented their boats from landing. The governor claimed that, quote, many had spent their infrequent moments ashore tampering with the Negro slaves, which, together with the invasion of the French and Indians of our frontiers, made our people extremely uneasy. Yeah, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I mean, it's like a man shouting at a TV. By spring, over a quarter of the boat-trapped Acadians had died of disease and malnutrition. Uh, from what? Well, nature? They, yeah, disease. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nature. Oh, oh. Nature. Nature. The, the legislature voted in the spring to send the still-alive Acadians to England. But when the boats appeared in Liverpool, Shut Bristol, up. Southampton, officials in England were upset and expressed much, quote, displeasure and objection as the ships appeared. They were put into warehouses where smallpox smallpox devastated them Uh, so they had a good last year some lucky acadians were able to return to france on april 19th 1759 captain wright reported that a ship with 310 acadians on board was piloted in piloted into an island off portugal and was lost crazy um what's so crazy is that Genuinely, the problem is what do we do with them when France is just such an obvious place? But they can't because they're at war with France, and that's giving. They they, they think whatever. they know a lot. They know a lot about the colonies now. They know a lot about Canada. They know a lot about the land. They're saying Be- you're giving but, them spies. But why do they know all that? 
Fuck off. Why do they know all that? They know all that because they were not permitted immediately to just go back to where they're from. I don't need your bullshit. Which is even even which is even fucked up. I don't need your bullshit. So it's it, the the I mean, good lord. Some lucky Acadians were able, uh, able to turn to France. Uh, like I said, one piloted into an island off Portugal and was lost. Uh, around 200 Acadians died. This was the third or fourth transport that was headed back to France that sunk. If CNN was around back then, they'd have built a model ship. In <laughs> one shipwreck, the captain wrote, quote, The French neutrals gave up all hope and said God had forsaken them and they were resigned to death. In their last moments, they behaved with the greatest fortitude. They came and embraced me, saying that I, with my crew, had done all in our power to save the ship and their lives. But as I could be of no further service to them, begged I would save my own life and my men. Taking their priest with me and waving us to be gone, their cries almost broke our hearts. Oh. (sighs) So they're still awesome. They're st- after all this, they're still awesome. From the Philadelphia Gazette, April 10th, 1760. The present situation in this colony, I assure you, is that no description can su- surpass its calamity. What few citizens escape the Indians no sooner arrive in town than they are seized with a smallpox, which generally, which generally carries them off. And from the numbers already dead, you may judge the fatality of the disease. Of the white inhabitants, 95 were dead two days ago, Acadians 115, Negroes 500, about 1,500 white inhabitants, 1,800 Negroes, and 300 Acadians have had the distemper. So smallpox hits Pennsylvania in 1761. The legislature looks into it, expenses for taking care of the Acadians, which had skyrocketed because smallpox hit. Besides just caring for the sick, there was the cost now of supporting widows and orphans. Oh, my God. Quote, they likewise have a number of children who ought to have been bound out to service, but their parents have always opposed it on account of their religion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Many of these children, (laughs) because they want to keep their kids. Yeah. No, 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 but that's a religious thing. Like some crazy religious They believe a crazy religion where they don't want their children to be fully enslaved. They're just, (laughs) I mean, they're Acadians. They're weird. <laughs> They're weirdos, gang. The Acadians responded that they were sorry that they were so expensive. That but Sorry they, that you've thrown us to death and it's costing you money. But they were so, but that this was mostly due to smallpox. And you quote, see, it's just that we all have smallpox and, quote, and we're dying. Which they hope might not happen again during their stay here. Uh, we are very sorry and um, we are... Hoping that this is not a thing we do. Uh, We're trying to shake ourselves of this, and we will not be a further imposition. The Acadians then petitioned the the court of Great Britain to be sent to old... Who has smallpox and petitions? Well, these are the ones who didn't. uh, To be sent to France or anywhere instead of being separated from their children, so they don't want their children to be turned to slaves. Think of how easy it is to get a petition signed that says, can we go anywhere else? Instead of our kids being slaves. Um, in 1764, Acadians living in Savannah, Georgia, left to move to Cape Francois, Haiti. French authorities had decided they would pay to send Acadians to the French Caribbean territories uh, to try non-African slave labor. The French people backing it hoped this would be an example for the world to see non-slave labor could work. 
Captain Hansen sailed to Cape Francois with around 40 Acadians. All but seven died soon after arriving. A few months later, Captain uh, Welsh took 100 Acadians from Providence and sailed for Cape Francois. A couple months later, around 600 left on ships out of Boston. It didn't go great in Boston. Quote, their removal is felt by the citizens here because of the extraordinary rise in the price of wood, which the Acadians cut and had supplied the town with. <laughs> Two months later, a letter arrived in Boston from Cape Francois. Of the 700 that were there, only 280 were still alive. Oh, they had landed but had no homes and had to build them themselves. They were forced to work long hours, not allowed to own land, and were not given any money for their labor. So they got rid of the, the slaves and uh, replaced them with slaves. A couple months later, in July 1765, around 400 Acadians arrived in New Orleans from France. They had been living there for 10 years after getting the boot from Nova Scotia. So some of them got back there. Okay. Other Acadians who had recently been able to return to France had petitioned the government to send them to Louisiana, which was a Spanish colony. Uh, was it a Spanish colony? Uh, through tra- treaties, yeah. Okay. Uh, the king instead sent them to an island that already had a colony on it. So he was like, nah, how about they send you to uh, something else? Good. In 1771, the Acadian representative was sent on behalf of 113 heads of family and reminded the French king of reports their fellow Acadians who had escaped Halifax and Philadelphia and had made it to Louisiana and were happy. He said the Acadians would cost the crown less if they were allowed to live in New Orleans. In 1785, 1,600 Acadians, 70% of France's Acadian population, sailed from France to Louisiana. The Spanish government allotted lands in different parts of Louisiana to the Acadians, while in New Orleans, Acadian was changed by the local dialect into Cajun. Today, there is a parish in Louisiana called Acadia. Wow, that's crazy. And what's kind of crazy is how the people in New Orleans are. Are awesome. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. So the people in New Orleans are... And when you even say Cajun, I mean, that is, like, that's the heart of that culture. Yeah. God damn, right? David. Art, artistic. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the pleasures in life. Yes. Like, it's good, all, it's good, all, it's yes. all, it's all still there. Proof. It, it, they, their culture survived. Wow, that's crazy. Even though it was, every, every attempt was made to kill it. Good Lord. Um, there's another small group of Acadians that made their way to a coastal area of Maine. Uh, they lived in a place that is now known as Acadian. Altogether, around 20,000 Acadians were deported from Nova Scotia. In French, the deportation of the Acadians is called La Grande Derangement. The big arrangement? Derangement. Derangement. Oh, there's a D there. Yeah. Okay. That's so, more accurate. But isn't it crazy? You listen to that story, and then you get to New Orleans, and you go, oh. The, uh, that's crazy, because that, that, I mean, what's nice about that is that, you know, cream rise, rose to the top there. Uh, but what, why are you pointing at me? I was just going to say, what's horrible about it? I was never taught this. No. 
No, and and that's truly the thing is that you know, like you can you can get mad about not knowing some of this stuff, but it has nothing to do with us. We are t- we we are they choose to teach us good. Right. And what we should be taught is bad. What we should be taught is truth. Truth. But truth is but, there's, but truly there's the, some good. Look, it's not a lot. For sure. For sure. Yeah. There's some, but, but again, it's pretty bad. But again, I mean, you know, think of the difference that that would make in the world if your, you know, your education was one where you were taught pretty if, often if someone, if, that trying to own another's life and trying to command another or a race or a culture has no actual benefit. At the all they the all they had to say was the Cajuns in New Orleans are refugees, and you would go, huh? Yeah, and that would set off totally. a question and a look. You curiosity. just need a teacher to shout a date at you. <laughs> I'm proof, but it, and it really is just like a very apt comparison. Is like it just. It's very. <laughs> it's also look. I mean, you just you you like you know. You can't be scared of people who are fleeing from death and destruction. The, Those are not the people to be scared of. The people you should again, be scared of are the fucking people causing the death and destruction. Those there, are the people that are the problem. There is not the goddamn people fleeing the fucking there nightmare. There is a culture that we could declare war on, and it would actually help. And it's dicks. Dick sporting goods. Dicks, pricks. Assholes. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. But for the most part, we're all trying. We're all, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I'm done. I, need, I might need a whiskey. <laughs> uh, we sign uh, Cajuns. We sign Acardians. Uh, uh, it was all right. I like cheers. I, like, I mean, they're, all right. end this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 